Sam, spin-off show from the Urban Property Investor. Um, Hope everyone's doing well. Haven't been on for a while. Uh, Been avoiding social media, um, having a bit of a cleanse. But uh, today I thought I would uh, jump on and talk to you about value investing and and what that means and when there is some value in the market today um, as a property investor. And I was uh, I was listening to Stuart Weems, who does a podcast, um, Investor Olopi, um, which uh, I like. It's a very good podcast. Um, and he kind of reminded me of something which, you know, is, is unfolding today that uh, really if, um, you are looking for value. Where is the value in the real estate market place? And so today, I thought I would talk you through value investing and and what what it could look like. Um, and really, and uh, one of the big opportunities in in real estate today. So, hey, welcome to the show. Welcome, Sean. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so I'm going to duck over to uh, my little whiteboard here. So real estate market doesn't necessarily go in a complete circle. It more sort of travels like like so. It has peaks and troughs. But for the purpose of today's uh, exercise, um, generally uh, the bottom of the market is a little bit hard to predict. No one really knows when the bottom is going to be uh, found and really also the top. Where value sits is this area here. And value investing is just the idea that mathematically something has to move at some point. And today, um, when we look around the real estate marketplaces, there is a uh, really a couple of obvious value opportunities. Now, I will pre-frame this conversation by saying right now um, there is some rising marketplaces which are, are very hot to trot at the moment and doing very, very well from the uh, perspective of growth. And what we are seeing, for example, is a surge in townhouse prices, a surge in uh, housing prices, and uh, certainly in some marketplaces, the results have been fantastic. Um, but where, when certain assets move, it does create the next hot value proposition. And uh, in some respects, when we look at what the uh, value today in the market is, it is without question um, a certain asset class, which at the moment looks like apartments. Now, um, the best example of an undervalued apartment market today is probably inside of Melbourne. Um, And Stuart, in his podcast, like commented on this as well. Uh, In his podcast, he kind of mentioned that you know, if you had not under $900,000 to spend, what asset would he be buying today? And it's an interesting conversation, um, the value proposition of, of, uh, of what is unfolding. So the first reason why 
uh, the value, I guess, of Melbourne apartments will go up is the proposition of mean reversion. So basically all that means is how long has there been low growth? And obviously the longer there is low growth, um, eventually it corrects itself and we call that mean reversion. And one of the biggest problems for property investors is waiting for mean reversion, like basically going long enough so that you get the catapult effect of growth. Because quite often what happens in real estate, growth will come over sort of 18, 24 months, and then it'll be quite stagnant. So mean reversion is an interesting one because technically speaking, for the last 10 years, there has been low growth. Now, um, I've done a, a fair few apartment deals in Melbourne. I got back into Melbourne in 2017 because of mean reversion. Between 2008 and 2017, I never touched the apartment space in Melbourne. There's few reasons why. But because of mean reversion, um, the value proposition is very, very strong. Now, some deals that I put together have gone up, which is fantastic. Um, that is uh, that is great. Like there's growth already in some of the deals I've put together, but the big levels of growth um, really relate to the concept of mean reversion. Now, why um, the mean reversion is due? This is the the next part. Why is it due? Because could it just not go up forever? Uh, the the primary reason it's due is, we'll make this an apartment, um, is houses have shot up in value and now the differential, if you like, is the highest it's ever been. And so uh, eventually people will go, well, there's very good value in the apartment space. Um, Perhaps I don't want to live on the outskirts of the city. I don't want to drive until I qualify for a home. I would prefer lifestyle over, um, over you know, having to drive further and further and further. And so when we track the, the last 40 years in Melbourne, this differential is the highest it's ever been. And so that paints a value proposition. Now, sometimes as an investor, the temptation as an investor is to be quite excited about what everyone else is excited about. And, um, but that's, that is not necessarily the idea of value buying. In value buying, you have to go, well, ah, I see this market here is fundamentally underpriced at the moment. So some good signals coming through the, uh, the market. The other thing which is fundamentally uh, now a big critical factor is the undersupply of stock. There is just simply no stock coming through the funnel. 
And with apartments, they take a lot longer to build than, for example, knocking up a project house, which can quite often be done in six, uh, six months. Uh, you know, this stock is fundamentally hard to bring to marketplace. Now, to put it in perspective, this uh, year we're expecting 8,000 properties. In the about 2013, Melbourne was getting about 50,000 apartments. So you can see just how negative the stock contribution actually is. And for this reason, um, it's not only what's on the market which is undersupplied, but it is also what is coming to market which is undersupplied. So we see a lot of value, if you like, in the supply and demand figures. We see a lot of value in the gap between houses and apartments. We see a lot of value in the mean reversion, the fact that the market has uh, fundamentally been a lower growing marketplace for about 10 years. Eventually, it catches up on itself. And, you know, we've seen this in, in many marketplaces. Brisbane is a classic example. Perth um, had some very contracted growth and is just going through its mean reversion. Um, the other reason I am a fan is in 2017, the town plan changed in Melbourne and it basically made building real estate virtually impossible. And the reason being is ESGs uh, is livability. So today to build uh, a property in Melbourne, you have to have a better design standard. And though government is quite often uh, you know, trying to create a better world by often creating harder obstacles for things to be created, um, the less stock can come through the funnel. And really what I'm a big fan of is probably a couple of eras in the Melbourne apartment market. You could go back to the sort of art deco period. You could skip the the 1990s, 2000s, 2010s, um, all that stock is rubbish. And then you get to 2017 um, and all of a sudden you get this new design standard within the apartment space. And so for me, uh, it's a very, very, very undersupplied part of the market. So you can imagine um, there is, you know, X amount of houses in Melbourne, X amount of townhouses, villas, X amount of apartments. And then um, when you look at the undersupplied of really the new town plan, there's just not a lot of stock, new town plan. So what we're seeing is properties which are designed in the new town plan scheme. And I just put one in um in Facebook, uh, in in the positive workplace group um, yesterday, in the positive mentoring group, um, you know, in four months of ownership, it's gone up fifty nine thousand um, dollars because it is the new town plan. It is a better designed product. 
So you got to think about it like all the way back here, these 50,000 apartments were, were, were shit. Um, however, after 2017, they all got better. And um, this, is the, this is the supply range I'm quite interested in. So again, I see value in a proportion of the supply, if that makes sense, a proportion of the stock available. So if we go back to the top, we're in the value period of the market. Uh, we're in the value period of mean reversion. We're in the value period of the house versus apartment price gap. It's very normal to, to go through this. Um, we're in the value proposition of um, the amount of apartments coming through, like completely undersupplied. Then we look in the supply metrics and we look for the value inside of that. And then really the final piece of the puzzle, let's face it, is normality uh, around the new sort of vaccinated economy and uh, borders reopening and people coming back to the city. So uh, again, it just tells me that, um, and as we know here in Australia, the port of call for overseas migration is the city of Melbourne, um, and it just tells me that the value proposition of that particular range is going to, to do something um, pretty cool. I was looking at a suburb yesterday of the growth statistics of the last year, um, and I think this is now underway. I saw a 9.6% year on uh, one neighbourhood I help someone buy an apartment in, 9.6% um, growth. And what that's telling me is perhaps the mean reversion is coming through now, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of just hitting the data figures. So very interesting to see in four months a $59,000 gain, I would say the mean reversion is starting. And so uh, if you've got a property in Melbourne, maybe an apartment, um, and it is part of this sort of new town planning scheme, hold on. I think you're going to go for a ride. Um, so, yeah, you're you're kind of next, if you like, on the um, on the uh, the cab of capital growth. So, uh, hey guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, I can't get to all your questions, but uh, thank you for asking them. Um, what about Geelong? Uh, hey, great regional marketplace. Probably stick to a house out Geelong way. All right. Um, thanks very much for your time. Uh, hope value buying uh, yeah, is understood.